There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash entitled people, where people truly believe the world revolves around them and nobody matters. And in today's episode, guys, a Karen doesn't like her daughter, and she decides that it's a great idea to go bonkers and try to kidnap someone else's. Guys, I hope you enjoy the stories, don't shake your heads too hard, and as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. So, stay with me, folks, as this tale has two Karens. This happened at a friend's wedding that I attended this summer. Now, this newlywed couple had no idea that Karen number one, the mom of the birthday boy, and Karen number two, the mom of the groom, were scheming together to make a happy birthday request with the DJ. So as the lovely couple are cutting their cake, not missing a single beat, the Karens winked at one another across the aisle. And Karen, the birthday boy's mom, abruptly hand-signals the DJ for attention and asked him to stop the music so the entire wedding would look over to her precious boy and sing happy birthday out loud to him, a grown-ass 38-year-old man. Of course, the groom and bride had no idea, and the looks on their faces was a fume and confusion, and the birthday boy had no clue what just happened. I spoke up and said to Karen, how embarrassing would that be if my mom did something like that to me, and that she should not have taken attention away from the newlyweds. She then snapped at me and said with a smirky smile, well this isn't for you now is it? I just rolled my eyes and looked away silently, after realizing I'm talking to a wall. Guys, my goodness, the audacity of some people, like in the middle of a cake cutting nonetheless. And guys, I've read posts where couples propose without the bride and groom knowing, and I thought that was cringy and bad enough. But like, stopping the bride and groom in the middle of their cake cutting, just to be like, everyone, let's sing happy birthday to my son, who's... 38 years old, is next level cringy. And the thing is, her son didn't know and he didn't care at all. This was all about Karen's being the center of attention. So the story is, my wife was very tired and she had to sleep after a long shift. So I took my two youngest boys, who are six months and a year and a half, to the park to play. While there, my one-and-a-half-year-old climbs the stairs to get up to a slide, and that's when a 12-year-old runs up there, grabs my one-and-a-half-year-old, and shoves him off the top. Now, this must be only like six feet from the ground, but still, that's really far for a one-year-old. I saw it all, so I walk the 12-year-old to his mother and confront her about this. I asked Karen, are you gonna do something about what your son just did? Like, maybe let him know so he doesn't do that to others. And that's when Karen tells me that kids will be kids, and you know, it's just funny. The woman is saying this as she giggles, and that's when I told Karen, when a 12-year-old pushes a 1-year-old off a tall set of stairs, as a mother, you should take it seriously and you're responsible to correct that behavior. Because what if my son had been severely injured? Now I also want to note that my 1-year-old is crying. He's all scraped up, and his face is scraped as he hit the ground really hard. 
I do tell her, however, that if he does it again and she chooses not to do anything about it, then I will. And that's when she says, what are you gonna do? And I said, if you don't correct your son, maybe I need to bend you over my knee and give you a good spanking to teach you how to do it. Karen then says, well, if you try to do anything to stop my son from having fun, then I'll call the cops on you. This is a free country and he can do what he wants. I told her to go ahead and call the cops. So instead, she gets on the phone and she calls her husband to come here, who I guess was at the park as well. I let the kids play a little bit more, and as I was packing up and starting to walk to the car, Karen starts screaming and pointing at me, telling her husband to do something about me. Now, another thing to add is I'm not a small guy. Her husband takes one good look at me, turns back around, and tells his wife to get in the car. They both get in the car, and they stared me down as I drove. Guys, I would be so freaking mad if I was in OP's shoes. Like, especially when, instead of using it as a teaching moment for her son, that Karen laughed it off saying, oh, kids will be kids. And as far as we know, that kid's probably still throwing other kids off those stairs. And I just want to add that a six-feet fall is no joke, guys. Like, if you land wrong, that's game over for you. And while we're on the topic of bad parenting, listen to this story. So with it being summer, the nice weather's in and the Karens are coming out. My house sits in a big plot of land around a forested area. I have the front of my property fenced off with a large gate to the main driveway and a smaller wood and wire farm style fence stretching down the width of my property that faces the road. The width has a similar small fence until it hits the forested area. Most of the forest is sugar maple that I take full advantage of and harvest the maple sugar. Well, today I was playing some games when all of a sudden I hear shouting and screaming coming from my backyard. I also want to note that I have no trespassing signs posted all over my property, all around the border. I go outside and see what's going on, and sure enough, there's three kids in my backyard. And they're all taking shots with a slingshot against my shed. Of course, I go out and tell them it's time to go, as it's private property, and they're gonna damage my shed, and that's a really bad place to play. I tell them there's a park not too far from my house, so they leave. About an hour later, I get a knock at my door from their father, and that man had nothing nice to say. He starts screaming at me that I had no right to tell his kids to leave. The guy tells me that this is all public land, and if they can access it, they can use it. Again, I have a fence around my property with no trespassing signs, and this guy just jumps my fence instead of using the intercom to scream at me about his kids. The guy had been standing there yelling for several minutes, so I told the guy to leave, and that he and his goblins were very lucky that my dogs weren't out, as I have several guard dogs. The guy just told me to shut up, that I'm a liar, and that this is public land, and he and his kids will use the property anytime they want. So at that point, I decided to show him why it's a bad idea to come on my property. I call my dogs over to show him my 160 pound King Shepherds. And that's when the guy decided to leave, call me a bitch, and flip me off. They haven't been back since. And if they did come back, don't confront them next time. Just call the cops because clearly there's no trespassing signs all over. But you guys know that people love to not read signs though. And this person comments, I recommend scary signs. Our sign says, beware of zombie dog. One bite is all it takes. Add that with how loud she is when she hears something, it's a good deterrent. So this happened a few weeks back, and I was really hesitant to share it. I'm hoping Karen doesn't recognize herself. Here's the story. 
I'm a 23-year-old, and I was browsing in a shopping center with my autism service dog who's named Knox. I was picking clothes, trying them on, hoping I'll find something that suits my style. As I was entering another clothes store, a Karen taps me on the shoulder. Karen says to me, you know that dogs aren't allowed in stores, right? Visibly confused, I say, uh, I'm sorry. Karen says, are you deaf? I said, no dogs allowed. You need to leave. I then point out Knox's vest, showing the label and the program name that certified her. I say to Karen, ma'am, this is a service dog. I've... Karen then cuts me off and says, you're clearly not disabled. Even less, you're not autistic. You can talk. Now leave the store before I call security and get you banned. And I'm going to walk you to the exit to be sure that you and your dog are leaving. At this moment, I was freaking out, and I needed to sit down, but I couldn't. Everything was so loud, and it seemed the lights were getting brighter. I start crying, and Knox moved between my legs for comfort. I start sobbing and repeating, go away. Meanwhile, Karen's talking over me saying, oh, grow up. Her speech became more and more muffled as I got even more overwhelmed. Attempting to sit on the ground, that's when Karen grabs my arm. Now, if up until this moment we didn't have a crowd, now we definitely did. A security guard appears, and I calm down a bit, enough to understand his speech. The security guy asked, what's happening? And Karen says, this person here is faking. They claim to need a service dog. My child really has autism, and he doesn't speak. I need that dog more. As she was saying that, she starts tugging on Knox's leash, so I unclip the leash so she couldn't pull. Now I was holding Knox's harness as she was sitting right in front of me, giving me gentle snuggles and kisses. And Karen screams, how dare you? Security, go do something. That's when the security guard turns to me and asks, is that a service dog? I told him, yes. And Karen says, they don't need it. The security guard tells her to shush and then asks me, do you have ID for the dog? I tell him yes. So I give him all the needed documents. He checked them and gave them back. The security guard tells me, your documents are intact, you may go. And Karen screams, that's not fair, my kid needs that dog. Way more than this adult does. The security guard tells her, ma'am, I will ask you to return the leash and continue your day. If you don't, that's theft, and I'm afraid I'll have to call police. That's when Karen hands the leash to the security guard, who then gave it back to me. I was escorted to the restroom by him to make sure Karen doesn't continue to harass me. I washed my face and went to the nearest bench to sit and calm down a bit more, and then I left. Yeah, I would have still called the cops at that point, guys, because trying to take someone's service dog is crazy. And I still can't believe the amount of people who accuse others of faking illnesses and disabilities. Like, it's wild. You don't look like someone who needs a service dog. I would have been like, well, ma'am, you don't look like someone who's missing a brain, but when you open your mouth, I don't know. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool. 
So a few years ago, I was a student studying childcare. Now, as a part of my course, I meant to work in a private daycare or a day home part time. So while I was there for a year, I became very close with the staff members and children that were there. During the summer, a new child was enrolled. This little girl, we'll call her Mary because her favorite song was "Mary Has a Little Lamb." Now, Mary is an adorable little girl who loves to jump around and give everyone hugs and kisses. Mary is also a bit slightly chubby for a three-year-old, but that's okay. No problem with a bit of chub. But her mom thought otherwise. Her mom, who we'll call Karen, she's a tall white lady. Her daughter Mary did not look anything like Karen. Mary's a dark-skinned child, but that's not a problem to us since everyone's families come in different sizes and shapes. I just had to point this out since it'll become important later. A bit more about Karen is she was well known for her lovely personality. She would often show up with a flushed red face in tight, slim, skinny dresses. A lot of us thought she was always tipsy whenever she came to pick up Mary, but luckily she would always get a ride, so she's not drunk driving. Anyways, every year we would treat the kids and their parents to a day out at a big theme park in my country. The children would be with their parents or guardians, so we didn't have to take care of them. So on the day of the trip, Karen came as usual. She came red-faced, tipsy, in a tight dress, heels, pungent perfume, and excessive amount of makeup. She looks like she's dressed for some sort of formal party, while the other parents are dressed in casual clothing. Now remember, us staff members don't have to look after the kids on this trip, as it's the parents and guardians' responsibility to do so. Before we left for our trip, Karen noticed one of the children, a beautiful toddler who I'll name Anna, with blonde pigtails and bright blue eyes. Karen walked right up to Anna's mother, whom she was holding hands with, and she said something quite disturbing. To the point, Anna's mother requested staff to help keep a distance from her. The exchange basically went as followed. Karen walks up to her and says, "That's a cute girl." Anna's mom said, "Oh, thank you. She's our pride and joy." Karen then goes on and says she has such beautiful crystal blue eyes and blonde hair. Her skin is so fair and pale. Anna's mom said, "Uh, yeah, she's beautiful." A bit creeped out. Karen then says, "I wish Mary looked like her." Anna's mom then looks at Mary and says, "Oh, Mary's a beautiful girl too." That's when Karen scoffs and says, "Yeah, if anything, I want a baby girl like yours." She then looks closer at Anna and then strokes her blonde hair. And at this point, Anna's mother was creeped out by that and pulls Anna away from Karen before quickly heading to us for some help. Once we got to the theme park, everyone was let loose. Us staff and students went nuts on the rides and the alcohol, basically having a blast. It was nearing late afternoon, and we were all getting hungry, so we walked over to the food court, and there we saw an unpleasant sight. Karen was sitting by herself, drinking some beer at one of the far back tables, and she was clearly drunk while talking on her phone. And Mary was asleep in the stroller. We looked at this scene with disgust, and we walked over. The exchange went as followed. After Karen noticed us and put down the phone, Karen says, "Oh, hello there." I say to her, "Hi, Karen. Enjoying the trip?" Karen says, "Oh, geez, I wish this day has been so boring, and it's so hot." I go on and say, "I see. Uh, did you two enjoy the rides?" Karen says, "Yes. Mary enjoys the merry-go-round more than anything." Now I also want to note that there is no merry-go-round at this theme park. That's when I seat myself along with two other staff members to see if she was okay because I could tell she was drunk. 
We kept an eye out for her, and just kept talking and drinking, and then things took a turn for the worst. She starts talking about things that we couldn't believe. Karen said, you know, I never wanted a child, but my husband adopted Mary from one of his African trips, because according to him, he felt like he had to, and he sees her as his own flesh and blood. The whole time she's slurring her words, and scoffing as she drinks more. I say to her, oh, that's nice of him, I'm sure Mary's gonna grow up to be a healthy, beautiful girl. Hearing me say that, Karen scoffs and says, yeah, beautiful my ass, between you and I, white girls are the most popular ones in school. She then mumbles something quietly, and I say, uh, pardon? Karen then goes on and says, well, her skin is so dark, like, I wonder, if there was a bruise, would anyone be able to see it? Now, luckily, Mary didn't have any signs of abuse, but since Karen was drunk and tired, one of the staff members took Karen back to the bus to rest. We took Mary, after getting a drunk consent from Karen, and we took her on children's rides that she'll enjoy, like the elephant ride, the airplane, the baby roller coaster, and more. The poor kid was stuck around Karen the whole time, who just got drunk. We still had our fun, until it was time to gather back at the meeting point around the evening. We quickly informed the manager what we heard and expressed our concern, and the manager took that into consideration. Once we got back, apparently the manager contacted Karen's husband and informed him of what was being said and how she's been treating Mary, and also to pick up Karen since she was drunk. Not sure what the husband did after learning that. The very next week, Karen came in quite early, which was unusual to pick up Mary. Anna and her mother were passing by in the hallway to go home, when suddenly, Karen grabs Anna by the arm, and she screamed, I want this child, give her to me. Anna's mom screams, what the hell is wrong with you, let go. All the staff members quickly rushed over to the scene to pull drunk Karen away. Anna was crying in pain and fear, with her mom grabbing her away from Karen and hugging her protectively. Karen kept screaming and said, I deserve a beautiful white child. Give her to me. She's mine. I want a beautiful baby girl. Three men who were there to pick up their kids helped to restrain her, holding her down, and we quickly contacted the police and her husband. Everyone was informed to leave early that day, but some stayed back to give a witness statement. Afterwards, according to one of the staff members, Karen's husband argued like hell with Karen in the office and basically threatened to divorce her, which got Karen crying. Karen's husband then took Mary, with Karen basically begging him not to leave her and that she was sorry. For a month, instead of Karen picking up Mary, it was either Mary's nanny or the husband. According to one of the nosy staff members, the husband had divorced Karen, and he got a restraining order against her because apparently when the husband went to visit Karen in jail, she tried to attack him for prioritizing Mary over her. Anna's mom also pressed charges against her and got a restraining order. Now I'm not sure what happened to Karen afterwards, but I hope she never has kids of her own. Also, Mary's being taken care of by her loving father, who treats her like a treasure, regardless of her skin color, and I think she's a beautiful girl. Also, I'm not sure if Mary was adopted before or after the father was in a relationship with Karen, but I knew their relationship was only two years and a bit. I'm pretty sure Karen was after the dad's money, because he's fairly wealthy, and she often spent his money like water, and used to brag about how much money she has thanks to her husband. 
Yeah, it sounds to me like Karen has a lot of problems that she's going through, guys. Like, the biggest one, probably the fact that she's an alcoholic. And listen, I don't want to tell people how to run their daycares because, you know, I don't own a business like that. But if I did run a daycare and someone kept showing up drunk to pick up their kid, I'd be very concerned. Like, at the very least, I would talk to them and be like, hey, you know, you gotta send someone who's in their right mind to pick up this child because precious cargo here. So I've lived in my neighborhood for six years. I run daily and walk the dog daily when it's not minus 45 out. But since it's a new area, there's not many paths. So I basically take the same sidewalk every single day. About four years ago, I noticed that there would always be a pile of crap on the sidewalk behind a specific home. We're talking a basketball, a pair of shoes, half some plastic toy, an umbrella, etc. Really random groupings of everyday life things always on the sidewalk, always behind this house. I have a short dog, and also I'm aware enough of the world that I know this stuff could affect, say, a mother with a stroller or someone in a wheelchair trying to navigate around it. So when I'd come across it, I would always move it onto the grass because I didn't really know where it was coming from. Eventually, I'd see it get reported as litter from our local complaints app, and the city would clean it up, and that was that. Once or twice, I even took a garbage bag myself and threw it out. This happened for many years. I had to make a Facebook account for the job I took, and idly decided to join my neighborhood Facebook group. Scrolling back to read the drama, I came across a complaint about that house. Someone commented, try being their neighbor, it's like living by a dump. By scouring the comments, I found out that these kids do this constantly, and the parents don't care what their kids do. They've been talked to by the city and the neighbors, and the kids just thought it was fun. So I decided, why not just throw everything back in? I began doing this in 2021. A shoe, back in their yard. Gatorade bottle, yard. Dog poop bag, back in the yard. One time, a whole Barbie was out there, and I picked it up and chucked it. See, the kids were never out when I was out, so no one really saw me throw it back in. One time, we threw the same shoe back and forth six times. Six runs, I saw that damn Velcro shoe. And six times, I tossed it back over their fence. The whole thing baffled me because I can't imagine the parents understood where all this crap was going. I saw a whole raincoat, big toys, adult sneakers. Like these kids were taking stuff from the house to do this. It always slowed down in the winter, but once the snow melted, it came back. One day, I went for my run, and one of those plastic tricycles was there, and something inside me snapped. I moved it to the side, and I left it there. I ignored it for a few days, and then I went for a walk with my dog, and I heard the kids in the yard. That's when I picked that sucker up, stepped far back, and with all my might, I wailed that piece of crap back into their yard. I heard a shriek, the sound of breaking, and then silence. I then walked up to the fence and said, I'd better not see any garbage on this sidewalk ever again. And then kept walking with my dog. Because really, what were the kids gonna do? The fence was higher than they were, and it wasn't gated, nor close to a walking path. So if they wanted to see me, they'd have to go down six houses to come out the path I was on. Their parents clearly didn't give a damn. This was fall 2022, and I'm happy to report that I haven't seen a single piece of garbage behind their house. And yes, they still live there. Their artwork is still proudly displayed in the windows. 
And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up and subscribe if you're not subscribed. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's another r slash entitled people episode, where Opie tells a tale about the time the psycho Karen tries to steal his dead wife's wedding ring, and it doesn't work out well. Go check it out if you haven't, and myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.